You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, D'Angelo Russell, Robert Covington, Joey Devine, Tobias Harris, LaMarcus Aldridge, Sean Keen. Pat Connaughton, Evan Fournier, Willie Colley-Stein, musical guest Paul Revere and the Raiders, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your host of Round Ball Rock, sorry, temporary host, Dave hasn't quit yet, so fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, And uh, we're back with another episode of Round Ball Rock. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you doing? Hey, Joey. How's it going? I'm excited. This is our first uh, episode of the regular season. I know. Boy. Yeah. We are still well, listing. Grow up fast. <laughs> I know we're still <laughs> listing everything as season one because I wasn't really sure when to make the break. So this is uh, episode eighty-seven. Oh, I. But think it's still forever. season one. Yeah, I we, mean, I guess we maintain season one because I think the thing with those iTunes seasons, we don't need to talk about this actually on the air. Yeah, that's uh, like if we were gonna follow a different league. Like cereal, we're like we exhausted the NBA. We just need to find other round balls. I to mean, check I guess out. you could do a big three season. Oh god, um, that would have be... to find a different co-host. But, um... <laughs> I mean, it would have to be Michael Rappaport or, I mean, I guess like Deshaun Stevenson. Those are pretty much my choices. Yeah, or Rick Those Barry. Are... I guess no. Me and Rick <laughs> could hang out. No one wants that, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Joey. Okay, what if I could get Rick Barry on our podcast? What would we even ask him? Uh, I would spend the entire <laughs> interview demanding he reenact his speech at the Chris Mullen, the famous Chris Mullen uh, jersey retirement ceremony. Yeah, I, I which, even <laughs> hold on, robot, please drop a portion of that in right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else would you have him do, Sean? I mean, I I was just thinking, okay, so that is a confrontational idea, trying to get him to reenact that 
I only have questions about like crazy things that he's done in his career and like fights mm-hmm. he's had with people. I think even if we were trying to be nice to him, he would hang up within 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. He would hate us. It just like, oh, you're not taking it seriously. And then I just wouldn't be able to stop talking about, like, how do you get your hair that color? Yeah. Um... He was not available for interviews on the red carpet at the Big Three, by the way. He kept walking through, and I wanted to get a picture with him. But... Yeah, man. Do you have a picture with Rick Barry somewhere? No, he wouldn't. He he didn't look approachable. <laughs> and you have one with? Don't you have one with an NBA ref? I do. <laughs> uh, the the worst NBA ref, Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford, Joey and Joey. Yeah, and that's from and I'm wearing League? a Joe. Yeah, and I'm wearing a, a giant Joe Johnson T-shirt. What's so? It's just three Joes. <laughs> Hanging out. <laughs> was Joey Crawford working summer league or just no? Was... He was just there, you know, mixing it up. I mean, you just I want they... the refs to spend a lot of time in Las Vegas. Well, right? I think he retired at that point. I oh, think it was that's his right. First time at retired. Um, oh, that's fair. Yeah, and then okay, that's that's all right. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, he was just there, you know, talking talking with people, taking yeah. pictures. I w- let's be honest, I was the only person who asked him for a picture. It's a great picture. Uh, We'll put it's, it on the Twitter. It's my Twitter avatar. Oh, it is your Twitter. That's right, actually. <laughs> so just follow at Joey Divine. Right. Um, so, Sean, the season started. The season started. Let's. Can we start with the biggest story of the NBA so far? Uh, yeah. Um, let's. Let's go to the news. This is round ball rock news, basketball news, for humans and robots. Trust the process. Bobby Portis broke Nikola Mirotic's face yes. by punching him in practice. He punched that is him. easily the biggest story in the NBA it's right now. It's crazy. Correct? It's crazy. Mirotic, Mirotic may miss up to five weeks. And Bobby Portis has been suspended eight games. This is possibly a fatal blow Size to an pick. Eastern Conference, <laughs> a, an Eastern, a, a, a playoff team from last year that had big expectations going into the season has had yeah. them title hopes. Yeah, now they're they're going to be searching for solutions. Uh, they got a lot of new players. They're going to have to mesh. Um, they've all it's probably always... just started following each other on Instagram. That's very important when you're a bull. It's always a good sign um, for the health of your team when players are injuring each other on purpose during practice. Yeah, before the season starts. Minutes before yeah, the season officially before starts. the season starts. <laughs> it almost feels like something that would be done as like an insurance scam. Like somehow Jerry Reinsdorf had like a preseason insurance policy that, that paid off and he was like, oh, we got to get Miritich out of here. He's the highest-paid guy on the team now. <laughs> it's like a thing that would happen on, like, a, a TV show, and then people would be like, like, <laughs> the good wife then represents Nikola Mirotic in right. suing Bobby Portis. <laughs> and her ex-husband's defending Bobby Portis? What? <laughs> what? Man, we should write that spec script. Um <laughs> Um, so apparently, what happened is they were talking to each other, and then they each other. Yeah. And Titch Portis twice. Uh, then Portis was like, "Fuck this," and punched him in the face. Yes. Uh, he broke his jaw. He has a concussion. Uh huh. Um, you wrote on our notes that he got debowed. He got debowed. Yes. Uh, yeah. Debo- uh, like the and- guy from Friday. Right, you know, I was going to say, and Bobby Portis has to go buy Felicia for eight games. He Um, does, he does. I also (laughs) believe that Bobby Portis uh, has Miritich's bike now. I believe that is also true. Um, So here's my first question for you, Sean. Yes. Um, What does this say about uh, Fred Hoiberg as a coach, that this is happening during his practice? I mean, I... 
like, could Fred Hoiberg break up a fight? I mean, probably not. Can like? I mean, he's a mayor. Could I? I feel like maybe just outside of the state of Iowa, he has no jurisdiction whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's it. He's just a pure college coach. But like, he can't stop his players from fighting. Like, what? What control? He couldn't. He had no control over. Uh, he had no control over Rondo, Butler, or Dwayne Wade last year. Mm-hmm. I assume he has no control over Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez is just like a respectful player. Yeah, and I assume like, guys, yeah, stop fighting. The only people allowed <laughs> to fight are me and Brooke. Oh, he's such a jerk. I hate oh, my brother. My hat. My cat hates my brother's cat. <laughs> But yeah, like like Bobby, Nicola, <laughs> don't be like me and Brooke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so could uh, here's here's my question for you for Fred Hoiberg. Obviously, he he has no chance of stopping a fight between two power forwards. What is the age of the the people fighting where you would be confident that Fred Hoiberg could intervene and stop a fight? How young would the would the fighters have to be? Um. 11. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Because, like... I don't think he could stop a two 12-year-olds fighting, though. I think, like... I, th- I don't mean, like, physically. Fred Hoiberg is still, you know, like... Right. More than He's, like, a 6'3". Yeah. But I feel like... I feel like once they were 12, they could wound him so badly with their words that he'd just right. be, it's like... like me at, it's like me at a uh, water park. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Where... Kids can cut in line, but you just know the whole time, like, you could cut them to the bone after they cut oh, you in no. line. Yeah. I mean, what I do, uh, what I do to employees at water parks. Oh, 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 just, just, oh, no respect. It's John, do you mean. want to explain this to the yeah. listening audience? <laughs> this is, this is an important thing to know about water parks. Um, they don't, they don't spend a lot of money on the labor side of things. So you pretty once you're once you're a grown up you can do anything you want at a water park because the only because authority Because everyone yeah is 15 years old. Yeah. And <laughs> and once you're a grown up you don't have to listen to a 15 year old. So you can just do whatever you want. Uh you can go whatever uh, you want. Sean, you don't have to What did you see Sean, what did you see me do at a water park one time? Oh, uh, oh yeah, you, so you had an icy, like a, a, a uh-huh. Slurpee-style icy drink, and just walked behind the counter and refilled it, while a yeah. 15-year-old manager just stood there helplessly, like, I died, the sign, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do, and like, like in the worst case scenario, you would just get in a car, and they'd be like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Like you could, you could um, I don't know. I feel like we should write an Ocean's Eleven style water park heist, but mm-hmm. the big twist is we just go to an R rated movie at the end, and then yeah. <laughs> whoops, you guys are screwed. Uh, yeah, um, so right, so that's Fred Hoiberg. Um, he's a fifteen year old lifeguard. That's that's, but he yeah, he's exactly. also an NBA coach. Yeah. Um. So, Sean, do you believe that Bobby Portis should have been suspended for this uh, punching ability? I mean, I would say that, yes, an eight-game suspension is is justified. Like, you just can't have your players breaking each other's uh, jaws. At the same time... Yeah, that's the fun part to me. Um, Like, I get a fight in a practice. Everybody's played a basketball game where things get heated. Yeah. Um, but it worries me that he punched him hard enough in the face to uh, break it, pixie well, style. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, Bobby Portis is like 6'11", and he weighs 250 pounds. Like, when you're that big, you could kill somebody by punching them in the face. You really could. Like, like it's yeah. it sounds dumb, and no one in the NBA ever fights, but, like, there is a reason, like, like... That's a huge dude. So, in a way, he's being punished for being a good, efficient fighter. But at the same time, like he just this is this is pretty 
You know, you can't condone that. Although, yeah. what a punch, right? I mean, yeah, definitely. Miritich is big, and he <laughs> put him in the hospital. And, and again, everybody agrees it was one punch. Like it wasn't like he yeah beat him down, but uh, yeah, it's not like he gave him the old Chris Childs two piece. Yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> so. I mean, I think they chose it because it was ten percent of the season, and I I would think that I think I probably would have gone with just a ten gamer, but. Uh, yeah. I wonder if there's I... any kind of guidelines in the CBA for something like that. Uh, I mean, they could have waived him. I saw that in the CBA. Oh wow! See, um, I can't. The, the thing is, it's so rare for an NBA punch to make contact that no one knows what to do. Right, right. It's like we just <laughs> we just let you yelled and then sort of like flailed at each other. Even the malice in the palace, there weren't a lot of punches landed. No, it's like, I mean, Jermaine O'Neal almost kills a guy, but... Right. Steven Jackson's landing punches, but it seems like he's not really throwing them full. No, he's sort of like... They're I like think, that. I think that's. I think that's right. I think he's trying to, like... His punches are like covering fire. He is ultimately yeah. trying to get Ron Artest out of the stands. <laughs> Like he's... And Ron Artest doesn't throw any punches at all. He just sort of hugs a guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, if if Jamal Tinsley had connected with, with his dustpan, dust that could yeah. have been deadly. But here's yeah. here's what I'm going to ask you right now. Yeah. Who would win in a fight, Jamal Tinsley and a dustpan, uh-huh. or Bobby Portis? Bobby Portis with just his fists. Um. And this is Jamal Prime Tinsley, right? Yeah. Yes. He and, I'm going to tell you right now, he is not hiding an automatic weapon in the dustpan. Okay, it's that's just right. the dustpan. <laughs> so it's like, it might be in an area that's like the Club Rio Strip Club, but it's it's not, yeah, there's not stuff in the environment that he can use. I uh, think... We're going to put them on neutral ground. Yeah, okay. So they're in St. Louis, Missouri. You know, like kind of yeah. meeting... In the middle, not really, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I think Tinsley's crazy, man. Like yeah, I think me too. <laughs> I I would take Tin with the dustpan. I just think I just think Portis doesn't actually want any part of that. Whereas right. he was gonna go fight an entire arena full of people with a dustpan. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, like like for practice, what's the this is the biggest practice fight since. Spree well, yeah, yeah. So PJ Klosma, you're off the hook. I don't. Or like you're the Miritich of coaching. So should count. No, because he's. I mean, Carlos Mo didn't really fight him. So I guess it's, um, Jordan and Kerr. Jordan and somebody. No, and Steve Kerr. Yeah, I mean, he gave him a black eye. <laughs> I'm just wondering if Jordan did like worse things to less famous people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like Dickie Simpkins could have been like a battered wife for those years <laughs> in Chicago and no one's like, eh, not really that articulate and funny with the media, so yeah. Boy. Uh so this I guess my question is my my main question is do the Bulls have the inside track at being the worst team in the NBA now? The Suns got beat by 50. Oh, my God. <laughs> they lost their first the game Blazers. of the season by 50 points, too. Well, it was by point they were down 50, I believe. Okay. But uh, they, they they closed. Well, yeah, so they showed some heart, you are saying. Like, like, when they were 50 points down, they didn't just pack it in. They decided, you know what, we are going to band together. And we are going to cut this deficit to forty-eight, which is yeah, what the it was one hundred and twenty-four to seventy-six. Jesus, final Christ. score! <laughs> Holy shit! So Evan, Tur- Evan Turner, congratulations on going plus forty-three. Your NBA—I haven't looked it up, but I'm going to say your NBA plus-minus leader three days into the season, Evan Turner, your plus-minus loser. TJ Warren just edging out Eric Bledsoe. Did you see how many points Pat Connaughton had in this game? Well, that's why that's why Don Pardo read his name in the opener. He was just going <laughs> through the season scoring leaders. 
Uh, he had 24 points. Pat Connaughton, he was plus 34. <laughs> he played a lot of minutes. I mean, they... Well, it was garbage this time. This was like, never game. close. Yeah, they were up. They were up twenty-five at halftime, and then they won the third quarter by eighteen points. I mean, like, like they didn't even. They did ease up. Oh, this is without C.J. McCollum, by the way. With McCollum in there, this game's probably one thirty-five to fifty-two. Right, like, like with that <laughs> lockdown defense. <laughs> the weird thing is, the Blazers didn't shoot a particularly high percentage. Well, and also, I'm. <laughs> I mean, forty nine percent is pretty good. I'm looking at the simple box score right now, <laughs> and like, Damian Lillard had twenty seven points, and then Pat Connaughton had twenty four, but then. <laughs> it, the next highest score is twelve. With yeah. is Evan Turner with twelve. Like it's not like dudes just went off. It's just like the entire team was scoring the whole time. Well, also uh, the the Suns were out rebounded by twenty four. <laughs> they had six guys in double. <laughs> what a what a game! Wow. Uh, say that one again. Hold on, you're still cutting out. each had just a piece, they would have had eight guys in double digits. Well, Mo Harkless has a clause in his contract where he gets an extra $140 at the end of the year if he uh, alternates his games in double figures scoring. So he was probably <laughs> protecting that bonus. Uh I mean that's that's oh by the way this game was played in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like at what point does the Talking Stick Resort pull their sponsorship? So the Tomorrow. Bulls the Bulls lost by 17, but mm-hmm. they do have a lot of guys hurt. They Lowry Markkinen is their only power forward. Um I and consider he's Felicia really a center. center. <laughs> Uh, and then, and they only lost by 17, and they were in another country. So, now, I, I can't tell, like, like that just, all right, the, the Bulls still have some work to do. <laughs> they might have to poison Robin Lopez uh. if they really want the number one pick this year. Uh. Don't poison me, bro. Oh, my God. My cat wants to have cattle scratch your face, and then you will not go to Disneyland at all. Yeah, but congratulations to Brooke Lopez for getting closer to Disneyland this offseason. Yeah, he's real close to Disneyland. All right, um, let's go to your next news story. Okay. Uh, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Uh, uh, another he... Another Eastern Conference playoff team. Uh, with a vacancy in the front court now. Here's what I don't. So Gordon Hayward, he uh, horrific injury, dis- dislocated his ankle and fractured his tibia, but there's no ligament damage. So people are now claiming he might be back for the season. Wait, really? There's that's no what, way. Yeah, no, there's no way. But like, that's what like some people are saying. Are they named J Bug? Or Murph. <laughs> uh, one of the people I saw saying it was Shavlik Randolph, who oh. also had this injury. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of irrelevant for him. They're like, yeah, he made it back. He's back on the bench, never playing. He uh, he came all the way back to the 14th man role, and uh, he was waving a towel just like it was midseason. I don't know. About this Gordon Hayward injury, yeah, um, it is horrible. Yeah, it's that, just awful that they let Bobby Portis come to. Yeah, I what... don't know why they were allowed. Why that was allowed to happen? Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's suspended, right? Like, yeah. Why is he punching people in the leg? It doesn't even make any sense. I mean. To be fair, he did scream Charlie Horse 
first. So uh, Gordon well, Hayward seen it coming. <laughs> yeah, he it did. Now is Gordon Hayward still going to receive two for flinching at the end? Of yeah, it? I believe he is. Okay, I uh, haven't well, studied the new thing. CBA, so. All right, you're you're cutting out right here. That was a weird thing about the injury is like Gordon Hayward almost did not flinch at all. He was sitting there emotionless. Well, he he seemed like he was in a lot of pain to me. I was not wa- I was watching without sound on, but he mm. looked like until they reset that dislocated ankle, he looked like he was in excruciating pain. I mean, maybe I just haven't watched it enough. I uh, mean, You've watched it enough, I would say. Uh, do you want to give your hot take about this injury? Um, oh, man. Uh, it's... When I first saw it, uh-huh. my first thought was, this is Brad Stevens' fault. Mm. Because that play had zero chance of working. Uh, like, they ran a lob play where he was, like, triple-covered with LeBron James, like, jumping to help. Yeah. Like, best-case scenario, um, like, what happens? Like, he misses a layup really badly, like, that against the backboard? Right. It, it was like the pass was in the wrong place, he was in the wrong place, his guy wasn't screened, and all the help defenders... Uh, had free reign to collapse on him at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, it feels like... I mean, it's also possible that the play wasn't called, I guess, but um, that that wasn't a set play, but the pass was also really terrible. It seemed It seemed like not a great team. It seemed like a thing that would have, like, kicked ass in the Horizon League. But not so much in the the NBA. I mean, if they did do it, it would they would have gotten so many, though. Yeah. At the same time, I never, I would, I still wouldn't have looked at that plan. Been like, oh yeah, somebody's gonna break their leg there. Oh no, not at all. So how I much? I mean, that's a total freak thing. So how much? What are how how much lower are your expectations for the Celtics? I had them. Did you have them third in the conference in your predictions? I either had them third or fourth. Yeah. I think I had them third. Okay. But I still think they're going to be, like, between fourth and... They might be worse than the Bucks. I just think the East is so bad, I still don't think they... I would say for sure they're not in the ranks of contenders anymore this season. But, you know, arguably they were sort of gunning for beyond this year anyway but yeah man i thought they would i thought they would i thought i'd I'd pick them to win the eastern conference i would withdraw that now Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean it's a bummer dude i mean like even if even if you're like us and maybe do not care for the boston celtics i mean Uh that sucks it sucks it does suck and just like I don't know, it's just you hate to see that, you know. Just, yeah. just it's like it's fewer basketball players, like especially in the East. Like, yeah, who is going to be an All Star now? I mean, I, oh, I the God. door I is open for Tobias Harris. Oh, Victor Oladipo, dude. Oh my God, I'm sure all of them. <laughs> Robert Covington, man. Like, like why not? Oh, man. How many Sixers are going to make the All-Star team? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like they're going to do really well on the internet. Yeah. So, I mean, Embiid's going to start, right? I think Embiid is going to start the All-Star game. Right. What, yeah. what's, what center in the East is going to start above him? I don't even know who the All-Stars in the East are going to be. It's like Otto Porter? Come on, come on down. Yeah, I mean it's just. Uh, I I don't care though. I really don't. I don't care who makes the All Star team. I really don't. 
Like I you're never want... you're never arguing about anything except the last two spots on the roster, so who cares? Like as long as Streetball Paul's there, I'm there. Yeah. By which true. I made Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. Fucking love Streetball Paul. As everyone knows, his nickname is Streetball Paul. Um, okay. So another injury. Uh Jeremy Lynn is out for the year. Uh, because Bobby Portis also flew to New Jersey and punched him in the knee. Wow. Wow. Bobby Portis? Yeah. Come on, man. Bobby Portis is a menace. Jesus. What is going on? All right. I, I can't believe I defended him at all. That's crazy. It makes... It's really insane. Um, but seriously, get better, Jeremy Lynn. Uh, I don't really have much to say about that. Uh, although, D'Angelo Russell, you the all-star team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most improved player threat. Right? Uh, definitely. Yes. Oh, for sure. He was dominant two nights ago. Last night? Last night. Um, all right. So the Warriors also... They blew their home opener against the Rockets. They did. Um, they did. Chris Paul looked terrible and was on the bench for most of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was good in the fourth quarter, right? Chris Paul, what, from the bench, when he was on the bench? Didn't he play the, a lot in the first part of the fourth quarter? I mean, I guess, but, you know, Kevon, so did Kevon Looney. That is true. Um, so officially, he got pulled because he had like knee soreness or something. Chris Paul got knee soreness. I didn't see that. Oh, that's what that is what they said. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, but Bobby Portis was not there, so I don't believe it. That's true. That's true. He was still uh, stalking the hospital, trying to get into the ICU to finish the job on Nikola Mirotic. Like that's that's messed up. No, but nobody needs to be doing that. All right, I'll say that yeah. right now. Uh, Chris Paul. Hey, theory. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have a theory. Yeah. Do you think? So remember how James Harden hired those people allegedly to beat up and rob Moses Malone Jr. Yes. Was it Bobby Portis? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, Chris Paul left the game with four okay. <laughs> with four forty seven to go in the fourth quarter. By the way, so he he helped the Rockets yeah. cut that lead by eight. Uh, but then Eric Gordon came in for him and was on fire. Uh, I thought Houston looked great, but also, uh, you know, um, it was a very interesting Nick Young game. Joey, you. Began to hate Swaggy P a game and a half into the preseason. Mm-hmm. And then in this game, he went 8 of I 9. Did, yeah. 6 of 7 for 3. And finished minus 10 on the night. So he scored... Uh, his defense was terrible. Yes. But he's his also fat. Was amazing. Yeah. I loved him. He's also fat, yeah. And he Draymond... Was almost as fat as that fake play. Yeah, Draymond got hurt... Um, it seemed like Durant and Curry and Jordan Bell and Nick Young were all making a fair amount of dumb fouls during the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you worried? Do you think this is, do you think this is, uh, gonna derail their effort to repeat? Uh, no, not at all. I think they're gonna be fine. <laughs> I also think they're going to be fun. They play again uh, on January 4th. Circle that on the calendar. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't really have much more to say about that. Sean, anything? No. It just The thing that was weird is like it was a typical eight. I mean, it was atypical being a fan of the Warriors in general where you, it just feels like they're so good when good teams come back on them. I always feel like they're dicking around 
and it's mm-hmm. like, it's such a weird way to watch sports. Anyway, yeah. no one cares about my feelings about the Warriors. Uh, we also have oh oh and Steve yeah Steve Kerr calling everybody fat. I enjoyed that, and basically saying yeah. like um, I couldn't play a lot of the guys on the team because they were so out of breath. Not what you want to hear at the beginning of the season, but I I'm not really worried about that. All right, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge signed a giant extension. Um, he did. Uh, sorry, Shay Serrano. You know, I didn't realize how much Blazer fans also hated LaMarcus Aldridge until recently. I thought they just hated yeah. him for leaving, but they didn't like him that much when he was there, I think. No, because he complained all the time about how, like, Damian Lillard would be on billboards and he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, why Why wouldn't you want... I mean, what what is LaMarcus Aldridge's... Like, what is his personality to you? To me, personally? I mean, he's been in the um, league... He's been... This is, like, his 12th year like in the league? Like, what do you know about guy. him? who would be your co-worker for a very long time, and then he'd leave and you wouldn't remember he existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, he's been an all-star bunch. He's in the playoffs all the time. Like, what is he like? All I know is that he seems like he was kind of a malcontent in Portland. And then it yeah, seems like the Spurs were trying to trade him. But there's never any, like, stories. He's never, like, punched a guy. Are there any LaMarcus Aldridge scandals? I just have no idea what his personality is like. Right. Neither do I. Uh, I mean, it seems unpleasant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's probably not the best. And he's, like, it's weird because he's sort of undeniably pretty good at basketball, (laughs) too. So... It's odd. It's it's like so the Spurs basically got him to opt into his player option, get another year at like twenty five million per, and then another twenty five million dollar year, but only seven million of it is guaranteed. So I don't really know. What the, I don't. I don't totally know what the plan is. People are saying that. <laughs> He was very open to being traded out of San Antonio, and I've also heard that yeah. this extension makes him more tradable because he doesn't have that lingering player option year, and I don't really believe that. I mean, I guess I guess he's more tradable who would want him. And uh, Pump, oh, Greg Popovich... Two days after that, the main takeaway from his quote about LaMarcus Aldridge was, I tried to change him, I tried to make him a different player, and I think that affected his ability to feel comfortable. So he's just like, yeah, okay. a lot of people go to the Spurs and improve and really learn about basketball. Unfortunately, LaMarcus Aldridge is absolutely unreachable, and he's going to continue shooting... 18 inches inside the three-point line and dominating inferior players in the first round. I mean, to his to his credit, he kind of beat the Rockets. Uh, he was very instrumental in beating the Rockets with that Kawhi. And in fact, it's not True. the first time he has shut down the Houston Rockets in a series. It's just what a weird core to lock yourself into. I mean, I guess right. I guess like basically. That. Essentially, they're saying we don't have confidence that we're going to get somebody who is demonstrably better than LaMarcus Aldridge for these years. And they might be right. Right. That's exactly what they're saying. Um, <coughs> which is weird. I would think they'd be able to get somebody better, but, but it's some, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It just makes maybe it. Maybe DeJounte Murray's actually better, though. That could also be the thing. I mean, they're signing him to be the third guy. Who knows? I mean, they they handled Minnesota without Kawhi in the opener, so maybe maybe they can just plug it in. I 
I don't know. It just made me bummed out. Like it, it doesn't even really make me feel that much different about my expectations for the Spurs. Although I did immediately tweet that I wanted to move my third place in the West production prediction down to fourth place in the West. But who knows? Right. I also um, yeah. immediately after making that Western Conference prediction was like, "Why did I pick the Memphis Grizzlies to finish eighth instead of the Los Angeles Clippers?" That was asinine. However, the Grizzlies are one to know, so who knows? Yeah, even talking about Lamarcus Aldridge is exhausting. Let's let's so let's quick hit from some things we saw in the first three games. Uh, Carmelo Anthony already yelling at Russell Westbrook. Uh, Love it so great. What did he yell? I loved it so much. He yelled. Uh, so Russell Westbrook did that thing where he was like standing by a rebound, expecting it to be his. Uh huh. And the mic picked up Carmelo Anthony yelling. Uh, hold on one second. Sorry. Um, yelling. I got it. Get the fuck out of here. There we go. There we go. Finally. Steven Adams can't say it to him. Paul George can't say it to him. Mello will say anything to anybody. Hoodie Mello can. Hoodie Mello. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He puts the hood in uh, Hoodie Mello. Another... I love it. Oh. Yeah. People should. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> is that Russell Westbrook can completely take people yelling at him. You know what I mean? Like, like it's. Yeah, it's not. It's not like he. It's not like he's somebody you have to kiss his ass. People just kind of did last year. I like it. I like it for both of them. Yeah. Um, all right. The other thing that happened in that game was: look, I haven't watched the play. Yeah. But we saw the headline of the year, and that's enough. Which was from CBS Sports. <laughs> yeah, which is from CBS Sports, and the tweet just said, "Watch." Hobbling Michael Beasley still calls for ball despite suffering ankle injury. So he's like he's like the Willis Reed of ball hogging, is what we're saying. Like he's crippled, yeah. he can barely walk, but he's still demanding the ball, and that's that. That's all you can really ask for. Well, what I imagine is that he is the one NBA player that is not going to let Bobby Portis ruin his season. Because yeah. Bobby Portis came out, punched him in the ankle, and he was like, no, I'm still going to play. I'm still going to play. Man, there's starters. Sessions, Lee, Hardaway, Cantor, Persingas. Do you think Ennis Cantor just hung out in the Thunder locker room and pretended that oh, he hadn't got traded? Terrible. Yeah, Chris Stapps is going to put up numbers, but yeah. Michael Beasley only played a single minute, but he made that one shot. Plus three. Good job, Michael Beasley. Get those buckets. Hell yeah. Doug McDermott played 24 minutes. Also a positive. Revenge game for McDermott. uh, Red Panda now, Sean? Yeah, let's talk about the Red Panda. Oh, my God. Just kind of an embarrassing performance from Red Panda. I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it. Uh, If you don't know, Red Panda very unique halftime NBA act, which involves... It's a, a balancing act. And she yes. balances... She balances, like, she, uh, dishes. She throws bowls from her feet to her head. Yes. And, uh, and she dropped, like, a million bowls. It was... It was like... It was like an imposter. It was like the fake Melania. There might be a fake red panda. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think there's a fake red panda. Yeah. So this is like... Let's, you know who there isn't? You know who there isn't, though? A fake amazing Sladek. Only one Sladek. Yeah, man. Shouts to Sladek. He's great. Like, what a weird, yeah. <laughs> intriguing, and great act. Now, do you think... So, yeah, I think we should stick with that. Because I'm not, I'm not willing to believe that red panda is slipping yet. Like, mm-hmm. we're not... I don't think this right now is like Akeem Olajuwon in Toronto yet. No, we're still peak panda. This is like a this is like a magenta panda. Something's going on. She's on like a secret mission. She's like balancing plates in North Korea or something like that. She's well, doing something important and they need a, a look alike 
to fill her spot. Right. The season started two weeks early, and her CIA mission is not over yet. Oh, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they can't swim around. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we should see her back on track. Okay, good. All right. Um, Chandler Parsons, Sean, got booed by Memphis fans for missing two uh, free throws in a row. Oh, that's what he got booed for. I thought they just booed him for existing. <laughs> I mean, they should have booed him for... Uh, uh, for typing at that Instagram model, show your tits. But uh, that was not why they were booing. But they what were a... booing because he missed two free throws. It's kind of interesting how quickly someone's like fun behavior like that becomes a total obnoxious millstone when, yeah. uh, man. He's the NBA's Jake Paul. He is the NBA's Jake Paul. He's like like very famous, very active on social media, like doing pranks with yeah. with Joel Embiid. Um, <laughs> you know what's interesting about him too is that they really signed him. Like they had one chance of cap space. They took a high risk thing. Um, if he's just not the worst player in the NBA, like he basically was last year, if he's like. Mm-hmm even, like, a capable backup three and four, that has, like, such tremendous value for the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. So, well, he is one of five from the line. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you know yeah, so he... worse than one of five, though, uh, while we're talking about throwing up bricks? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Stanley Johnson of the Detroit Pistons, uh, he went 0 for 13. Oh, for 13. And in the... But you know what didn't happen? The Pistons fans did not boo him. The Pistons did not boo him because uh, the Pistons won the game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll that that'll help. Uh, he had, like, the reverse Nick Young game. I think he had a positive plus minus despite going 0 for 13. Is that right? Yes, I he was. Know, he was, I'll believe it. He was plus 6... He did make both of his free throws, and he had four steals. So, um, not promising. He put 40 minutes. High in minutes. <laughs> 0, for, 0 for 13. Clearly, Stan Van Gundy likes what he was seeing, except for when he shot the ball. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, Stan Van was like, uh, you know what? It's my own fault. I built a fucking wall around our hoop. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that'll happen. Um. Yeah, we also got to see a lot of Henry Ellison in that game. Um, boy, the Pistons are really looking like an eight seed. Like, like all the pieces are there, right? I'm starting to I'm starting to feel bad about not choosing them as my eight seed. I bailed last minute, and then they just they took it to Charlotte. The Tobias Harris era. I do think there's there's probably some. Uh, secret value to not having Marcus Morris anymore. And not that Marcus Morris is necessarily a bad player, but they're like a team that there's plenty of power forwards there. You know, just play Stanley yeah. Johnson. Just let him keep shooting. Why not? <laughs> See how far he can take it. I'm into Stanley Johnson. I like um, him too. He, right, a, I think that's yeah. enough for our league roundup. What do yeah, you think, Sean? Anything else you want to cover? Uh, the one thing I did want to ask about is uh, <laughs> this is just a quick question. What worries you more, the season opening loss to the Rockets or the fact that Hamilton cast member David Diggs made a song already about the Warriors winning the 2017 18 title? Um, I have purposefully never heard anything from Hamilton, and I only know that guy from that HBO Tour de France drug comedy. Uh, so I'm going to maintain uh, ignorance on this one. Well, well, it is the guy from Tour de Pharmacy. That, that's who it is. And I know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. It's the song you... called Light Years Ahead. Uh, no, it is not. It is not called Light Years Ahead. If it was, I mean, someone would maybe have to just, let me tell you, I would send Bobby Portis to the recording studio and and take care of business with this guy. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's our episode. Uh, Do you want to throw I in a little, doing, I yeah. Think for, 
Yeah. I didn't prepare a game. I think we're we have a good game going right now. We'll be back next week with a new game. Yeah. Um Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh just check out my stuff on Yard Barker. Some football, some other stuff. Um as always, well, you should do that. And as always, you can follow me at Frankie Muniz. We're on uh one eighteen fifteen. I tweeted, just watched Birdman. Amazing movie. And eerily familiar. What? So Frankie Muniz thinks he's Birdman, I guess. Well. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut down. Let's go home. Good morning, Chicago. I hope you're ready for some... Chicago basketball playoff action. Playoffs? Yeah, you know I'm on that bull. Dang, he's so good with the shots steady pulls. But I got a host of these guns like the name B. Noah, yeah, my sauce so picante. You could call me Kyle Corbin, you can't see me, let alone be me. But I could teach you how, like my name be Scalabrini. Your boy is so unique, got a learning curve like the name of Sheik. So you know that the kid is so delightful. Yeah, the girl's looking. I see them watching, so I'ma fill they spots like CJ Watson. But now I think it's time, time that I explode with my legs way up. Shouts to Mr. Rose, I hope you get conditioned. Cause your fans been missing all the shots that you've been missing. Now you know I'm just kidding, you're a freak that's assisted his team to the number one position two years in a row. Man, I think Tip's so consistent, got his team on second attempt scoring. Why you think Gibson always been the damn monster with the tipping? And I am just a monster with the spitting. Way too much mucus small fry big heart you could call me john lucas but i've never been a third because i am not a loser but my flow stay lean so you call it carlos boozer yeah i'm always with you girl so the kid be going ham again mask on my dick yep i'm richard hamilton uh and nobody be newer and if you don't hear me get some bigger ears call you ronnie brewer we going all the way man and i did not stutter hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.